You're listening to the Create More Good podcast, a place where we can explore the hidden gems among us and look at various ways to overcome some of the barriers in creating more good right where we are. Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome to this week's episode of the Create More Good project. I'm here with a really fantastic guest that I met a few weeks ago and had a really awesome conversation with and uh, just really excited to share with you guys this week. Uh, I'll let her introduce herself to you this week. Uh, So go ahead. Hi, everyone. Thank you, David. My name is Monique Welch and I am an idea alchemist. And so when I first saw that title, Monique, I was a little bit curious as to, you know, what does an idea alchemist do on a day-to-day basis? Or how did you find that to be um, an area that you can create more good? Well, great question, David. The truth is that for me, I've always been the person to help people figure out their next step in building their business from their ideas. So I tend to work with people who have an idea for a project and they're not sure what to do. And through the process of working with me, it goes from just an idea on paper or on the back of a napkin into a business that's generating a substantial amount of money for them and supporting their lifestyle and allowing them to create more good as well. So it it seems to make sense for me to brand myself as an idea alchemist because that's really a great way to describe the work I do. Taking something very small and and simple and transforming it into something way more valuable. That's awesome. It's a pretty unique way to brand yourself. Um, For me, branding is very, very important. It kind of is the tool to set you apart from other people. and also kind of give a sense of purpose, something that you can leave behind as, you know, a legacy. Um, and I was kind of browsing around and saw that you were featured um, in the Barbados today. And one quote that I really love that you shared was, um, I believe that within each person, it's at least one idea that can shape, you know, the world and solve an issue. Um, and kind of paraphrasing that a little bit. But I really like that that was your drive behind um, kind of being able to share with people things that they can do to better their own lives and make a living from that. Um, So how did that really help create a little bit of good in your life? Was there a struggle? Was there kind of something that you went through and saw an opportunity to do this? Or was it kind of more of an aha moment and you just ran with it? (laughs) Great question. Well, Definitely, um, the quote you're mentioning is something that I'm very passionate about. I think that a lot of people get caught in the story that they tell themselves and allow that to limit them from from pursuing their dreams. And I guess it evolved over time because it was always something that frustrated me. People kept coming to me and saying, oh, I want to do this and I wish I could do that. And how is it you're able to do this? And they think that it's not available for them. They think that they have to stay in the dream zone when everybody else gets to live their dream as their reality. And I wanted to shift that. I still want to shift that. That's my whole purpose of of being here and, you know, being an idea alchemist, helping people to see how they can shift from this, you know, I have an idea, but it's kind of small and it doesn't mean anything to, yes, it does. Here's your purpose. Here's how you can live it. So 
that's really the space that I'm coming from when I approach my work and when I have a conversation with my clients. That's an excellent perspective. Um, recently, and especially at church, we've kind of been going through um, Outlook in the series that we've been on. And we had a challenge to kind of focus, you know, 21 days, um, positive outlook, three things that, you know, you're grateful for other than just waking up. Um, and you begin to dig into, you know, how you look at various different things and especially yourself. And oftentimes you'll find that there's a little bit of confidence missing or you have all these great ideas, but you're getting all this advice thrown at you. Um, how does it make sense? So I really do love that, you know, you're able to help people clear away some of that noise and really focus in on what their dreams are and, you know, how to put one step together and build up and get a website and be able to do their marketing. Um, so that is pretty cool in helping affect a positive outlook. Yeah, thank you. And you know, I definitely believe that it's something that people really need. And there are too many really smart, talented people who get stuck in this idea phase of their life and never really living to their full potential. So for me, that is the outlook that I want to create, having a group of people who may not have taken that chance chance before leap into something bigger for themselves. And it's also the reason why I started the podcast, Start Your Thing, um, to share stories and let people know that even though you have an idea and it's kind of hard, it's also something that you can, there are other people out there who have grown into their purpose and you can do it too. Mm, yeah, and that was actually uh, the next question that I was going to bring up was, you know, what was really that motivating moment that took you from saying, you know, maybe I should try out podcasting, you know, was it something natural as a business progression for you? Or um, was it something that just really spoke to home and said, this is something that I have to share? And here's a really excellent medium of doing that. Well, I'll tell you the truth. A part of it was me wanting to show up as a client that I want to create. So I firmly believe in walking your talk and there were a lot of people out there who have ideas for podcasts, have ideas for writing a book and they don't take action. And I was one of them in that regard. Like I had this idea for a podcast a year ago, but wasn't sure how it would actually come together. Who would be on my team? What would I talk about? Who would I interview? And so I had a conversation with a client one day and he was saying, um, oh, I'm an introvert and, you know, no one, I don't think I'm going to be able to network like that. And that feels really weird to me. And I said, you know, I'm pretty sure there are lots of people out there like you who felt the same way they've been able to do it. And so that conversation was really the inspiration for me starting the podcast and sharing other people's stories and their struggles and how they overcame them and how they're living the life that they've been destined to live now. And, um, I really wanted to connect that information with the people who needed it. So that conversation was a catalyst for making it happen and also my way of living living my, my purpose and walking my talk. Mm, excellent, excellent. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty tough thing nowadays, especially when people say that they're going to do something or say that you know they're committing to something. Um, but never really follow through with it. And as you mentioned, lots of talent gets wasted. Um, 
And, you know, one of the things that I, I've been observing over the past couple of weeks as I've been kind of mentoring a group of young people that they really come down to two groups. Like you'll see some parents that will motivate and really push their kids to take things to the next level. And then you'll kind of have those parents that are like, yeah, you know, they really do need to do these things. They really... They really should, but yeah, they have school and they kind of create, you know, a sense of uh, uh, these excuses and an excuse mindset. And it starts in this really formative years area. So when they get older, it's a, it gets a lot harder to really break that down and to really, you know, help them change that outlook to say, yeah, you know, I try a little harder. And instead of maybe, you know, spending hundreds of hours on Twitter gossiping about the latest thing, maybe I use that time to pursue my creative writing or pursue something that really, when I look back, um, shows that I've done something with my time and really been a very strong steward of my time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very interesting challenge that we do face as, you know, creatives and people who help others kind of materialize their ideas to really change that outlook into something better. You know, what you said that I really caught on to is the idea of what parents tell their kids because it's so true. And in those early years, we learn our fear. You know, we're born without fear, but we learn it from our parents. And so that's one of the reasons why this idea of starting your thing is really important to me because it's something that our parents might be too afraid to have done. And so not only do you have to inspire people to take action, but you have to show them that it's okay for them to do something that scares them. And, you know, I always think about parents who have small children and they're really protective of them. And, you know, if the, the child goes and picks up something off the ground, they kind of go, no, don't touch that. And, and it's kind of limiting them from learning. So I hope that one day when I become a parent, I learn to give my child a bit more freedom to discover the world and to really learn for themselves in many ways what their purpose is, what the world is about, how it works. Because as we're growing up, a lot of people tend to just keep keep their kids in a bubble and never let them learn for themselves the things that they really have inside of them. This is so true. Um, it kind of brings me back to two things. Um, one, growing up, I was homeschooled for a pretty, pretty good portion of my life. And um, many people frown down upon it. Even today, it's still something that kind of gets a little bit of a side eye in society. Um, but one of the things that it really exposed me to was to creating organic relationships um, and really taking time to be present instead of just going through a school day or school year focused on tests that when you're out in the real world have very little kind of direction into guiding you into a career or finding, you know, what you're passionate about. Um, so in now that I'm a parent, it was one of those things that I look back on and I'm like, well, you know, with my daughter, I want her to be fully, you know, able to explore and discover things on her own. Um, and it's really cool being in a creative field where a lot of things that are around our house 
are things that she can learn from, she can understand, and um, opens up lots of opportunities to kind of making things, I know, I guess, really exciting for her to see and do in her day-to-day life. Um, and, I mean, even from kind of like her four-month-old stage, she's kind of been doing little signs, so it's really cool to kind of communicate and see their development. Um, and I kind of feel like in our school system nowadays, we kind of like that little bit of creative expression to saying, this is who you are, um, and this is what you can be, versus this is what you should learn to study to be tested on, um, which creates a lot of unnecessary stress and anxiety and can really hinder the progress of what kids today are really capable of. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, for me, I'm not at that place yet where I can, where I have kids and I'm thinking about how they will learn in a, in a serious way, but just some bits of information that I've pulled from my own experience and those of my friends who are parents, I definitely see that there's a way that I, that my children need to be taught that is very different from the traditional way of learning. Great. So it's one thing that I've, I've realized recently, um, and it kind of touches on both, you know, kids and adults, is that resiliency. Um, and in one of your articles, I think it was uh, how contemplating can you know, kind of help you really succeed in business. Um, one of your things that you have in bold was it's a sign that you need to quit. Um, and often you'll hear people saying, you know, don't give up, don't do, you know, keep going when it seems kind of tough. But I think it's also very important to recognize the moments when you really should quit going down a particular path, um, quit a particular outlook, um, and then change this or pivot into something that is a lot more beneficial to your well-being on a mental, emotional, and of course, you know, success level as well. and I kind of wanted to go, is the nature of the article is like active problem solving. Um, how do you think we can really apply more of these concepts into creating more good in our own, I guess, miniature worlds around us? Well, I definitely think that two important things to consider are being present in the moment and also reflection. So when I talked about contemplation, it's really the idea of looking at life as it is. How does it feel to live the life you have? Is there something missing? Is there something you need to do? And when I talk about a sign that you might need to quit, it's really not the idea of giving up. It's giving in and moving on to to the next thing. Because often we find ourselves hanging out in this area of, of our life, in our world, where we're not happy. We are doing things for doing them's sake and not because they light us up. And it's important to stop and reflect and recognize if that's true for you and decide to take action on switching that around for yourself. A lot of people feel like their life is not within their control, but I firmly believe that it is. I think in every single moment, in every conversation, in every second of the day, we make decisions every single moment. And those decisions shape our outcome. But not only do they shape our outcome, The fact that we're making decisions all the time says to us that we can make new decisions to change our direction. So that's why I think contemplation is such an important part of 
personal growth, and, and even in business. Similarly, being present, if you are fully engaged in the moment, you're in a conversation with someone, you're listening to them, you're understanding them, you're not just there to be understood, but to recognize that's a two-way communication. And you give as much to that person as, as a listener as you expect to receive when you're speaking. And so those two ideas of being present and also reflecting help you to move forward and help you to grow, help you to understand what your purpose is, what you're hoping to achieve, and allow you to find your own path, whatever that looks like. And for most people, I think for everyone, even though some people may say things, some things are not as necessary as others, for every single person on the planet, we all have a critical role to play from the person who collects the garbage off the sidewalk to the person who runs a Fortune 500 company and everyone in between. I do agree. Uh, it reminds me of a book that I'm reading called uh, Conscious Capitalism. Um, and it kind of goes into how originally many people thought businesses were created just for you know the sake of amassing uh, personal wealth. But as society shifted, it's now more where the people who are driving these companies that they should be thought of as well. Um, and the way in which it really affects their outlook about what they can accomplish or who they are, or how they fit in. Um, you find that a lot of people tend to drift towards companies and cultures that really appeal to that nature of themselves, whether it's creating more good or uh, being part of a design group or being part of a speaking group, um, that all these things that they're more naturally able to find their passion. Um, and it really helps when people are working towards things that they really believe and they're behind. It gives them you know, a sense of fulfillment in their day-to-day -day lives. Um, so in doing all of this and you know, in doing the Start Your Thing podcast and helping people as an idea alchemist, you know, what has been the most important aspect of all of that, especially in creating more good to you? This might be an unusual answer, but it's really being an example. I think that, you know, Gandhi says, be the change you want to see in the world. And, and that's absolutely true for me. It's very difficult, if not impossible, to tell people that they can live their dream. They can build a business that changes the world. They can accomplish whatever they set their mind to if you don't believe it, if you don't live it, if you are not the example for them to follow. And so the best way for me to create more good is really to be the best I can be and be an example to people who need that example. And that's, that's what I try to do every day, not just working with clients, but running my business, creating my brand, connecting with people. It's always about showing up as an inspiration to someone. That's awesome. That's awesome. So on the flip side of that, what would you say has been the biggest challenge in, you know, staying positive, creating more good, and really being an example towards, you know, others that are looking at you in this process? Well, um, there are a couple, but I'll, I'll focus on 
So the same thing that is my biggest um, success or the, the biggest way that I am able to do this is also my biggest challenge. Leading by example is difficult. It means that people are watching you. It means that you feel pressure to succeed. You feel pressure to always be on point. You feel extra bad when things don't work out and you make a mistake. And so that's the most challenging part of it. If in theory, it's great to lead by example, but it's also important to remember that you are a human, <laughs> you make mistakes, you don't know everything because no one does. And to really accept yourself as who you are. When you can do that, when you can say, look, you know, I'm not perfect, but I try and this is what I do and this is who I am. And even though everything isn't always awesome, it's still me. I think that that makes you a more powerful leader. So at recognizing that there's this duality happening in life is really, really important for me. Yeah, two things that, you know, I got from that especially, you know, one, finding and being comfortable with who you are um, and using that to really empower and even challenge some of those same fears. And then the second is, you know, really leaning into that vulnerability because um, that's a very vulnerable place to be and expose yourself as saying, you know, this is my life. This is what I'm sharing with you. Um, this is what I believe in. Um, and at that same time, being held to that standard and you as yourself, even pushing that bar a little bit higher every day as well. Um, so there's a really two good things that, you know, I pull from that and would love, you know, our listeners to also take away in that statement as well. So winding down in our final, you know, few moments here. Uh, what would you say is the first thing you'd recommend for someone, you know, they have an idea, they want to create some good, they want to do something different with their lives. What's the first thing you'd recommend that they do starting today? Get clear on the vision. I think a lot of people have an idea and they say, oh yeah, this sounds good. I can do that. But then they're not really clear on what the vision actually looks like. So focus on that until you understand the magnitude of what you're proposing to do in the world. It's, it's okay to say, yes, I want to start a business, but who is this business for? Who are you going to serve? How do you want to impact them? What do you want to be known for as this person who offers this service or has this business? What problem are you solving? When you are clear on why you're doing something and who you're helping, it's going to make it so much easier to start and grow a business. I agree. Uh, one of the big things that we share with our clients is that you should have an intent, uh, you know, for each and every goal that you're going through. Um, are you aiming to bring awareness to your brand? Are you aiming to um, increase the value of your products? What is the intent? Um, so clear goals, definitely love that, agree with that as well. Um, so in your day-to-day -day life, what have been, you know, a few things that you found that you would give as a tip to um, really just make that process a little bit easier to go from saying, hey, here's my idea, uh, 
to, hey, now I'm going to write it down? Um, has there been something that you found, a method, um, or something like that, that has made your day-to-day life easier? Definitely. So there's a, there's a huge method to it. I don't do it on a daily basis because it's something, you know, different steps happen at different times. So the larger process is outlined in my book, which is coming out soon, also called Start Your Thing. But the things that I do daily are really to reflect and connect. So every day I try to connect with someone who I can help, somebody who represents the client I want to work with in some capacity, whether it's someone who's going to listen to my podcast or someone I'm going to work with one-on-one or in a group coaching session. I spend time connecting and understanding that person so that I can better serve them. And the other thing that I always do is reflect on my day, the conversations I've had, the work I've done, and how I can take something that I've learned from the day into the next day so that I can be even better and more effective the day coming. Mm, I like those. I like those. Uh, one thing that you know I found pretty helpful is kind of on a Sunday afternoon, I'll even sit down and write down some of the most important goals I want to accomplish this week. Um, and that has really helped me in clarifying and having a clear focus on what I want to do. Um, and then a little bit of a mixture of what you do as well, you know, in starting the Create More Good podcast um, and reaching out to someone, whether or not, you know, they become a client of mine. Um, they've helped me place a much bigger value and appreciation for the interpersonal relationships that I have with others and being able to see others blossom in you know ways that they themselves previously never imagined is it's a pretty rewarding feeling. Um, so I'm actually really excited to read your book. Um, I have this huge reading challenge going on this year and I'm about 30% done with it. Um, but I really like hearing, you know, how others really help and push people to doing things that are bigger than themselves. Um, And I really, really appreciate having people like you in this creative space that really inspires and motivates people to creating more good in their day-to-day lives. Um, It's really amazing to know that there are people like this in the world alongside with you. Definitely. And David, I must say, It's also been a pleasure to know you and know your work. And it's important, you know, this is why we have great things like podcasts and so that people know they're not alone, right? So that they can hear the stories because it's so easy for people with ideas, especially creatives, to just get down into this mental zone of not, um, get down into this mental zone of this is, what I'm working on and they don't look up. They don't look up, they don't reach out. And it's something I wrote about in my, on my blog yesterday. It's this idea of, you know, when you're on the roller coaster of, of business and there are lots of emotions that happen, reaching out to people who have been there, who can support you, it's really, really important. Yes, I do agree. So Monique, um, where can people find you on the internet? Well, you know, my main blog is on moniquewelch.com and then my podcast is over at startyourthing.com. 
Awesome. And for our listeners, this will be in the show notes that you can view on our site and be able to follow Monique and see all the cool and awesome things that she's doing um, and helping people. Uh, one thing that I really enjoyed, Monique, and I want to mention here is your design. Um, it's very clear. I like your copy. It's really, you know, something cool to see and really show people what it is that you do and how you can help them in, you know, creating stuff in their lives and sharing their ideas. Um, take a look at her site and really support her in what she's doing and how she's been able to create more good in lots of people's lives. Monique, it has been a true pleasure having you on the Create More Good project and definitely hope to share with our listening audience a lot more of what you have coming up in the future as well. Thank you so much, David. The pleasure has certainly been all mine. Thank you for the thoughtful questions. And yeah, thank you for allowing me to share with your audience. Mm -hmm.